amen and amen and amen. You got me, cowboy? Yeah, you got me. Think you got me? Yes, you got me. Yeah, you got me now. Me like it too much. How many feel the presence of God in this house tonight? Amen. Sweet, sweet presence in this place. And so we're going to continue. We're going to do one more song and we're going to get to the word. The song's called The Anchor Holds. some of this in there if you will. Oh, I 
the sails are torn. And I am calling on my knees. Still I praise the raging sea. is your anchor. Amen. If you have your Bibles, I want you to go with me to Romans chapter 8. Those of you that came out to uh, Joey Register's house, you're going to have to hear this again, but this is a place that God has me and it's a message that I believe is for this season and for this time. I think that one of the things in the body of Christ that we grab a hold of too much and where I see us gravitate to is we begin to focus more on what we're walking through instead of focusing on where we have been called to. Hello? How many of y'all ever went through a tough time and threw your sucker in the dirt? Anybody? If you hadn't, I sure enough wish I had your genetics. I'd love that. But we've all been there before. We're just to be honest with you. I mean, we could be real preacherly and go, Oh, thou was having a bad day. No, it was just a crappy day. Do you understand me? It seemed like nobody liked me. It seemed like people looked at me. And everywhere they looked, every time I went into the pass lane, some idiot was over there because they don't know you don't drive 55 in the left lane. And if you're here tonight, and you drive 55 in the left lane, come to the altar now. Y'all ever given them people the good Christian look when you drove by? Go to heaven! We have all been there, though, before when honestly it seemed like, I mean, just maybe I'm the only one, and if I am, that's cool. Uh, but we wake up and we have one of those days or maybe a week where, have you ever just been afraid to touch anything because everything you touched fell apart? You ever been there before? It's pretty easy to begin to focus on the mess, isn't it? I learned a long time ago, my wife, she hates it. You young people in this place, don't you ever text and drive, don't watch YouTube and drive, and don't look at property or cows that are off to your right, because I learned a long time ago, uh-oh, some sir, you in the blue shirt, you just got called out, all right? Ma'am, hit him again. Go on and do it. I think that was a love tap. I'm not sure. It was either that or she was getting it out of her system, but we'll be there. And I'm driving down the road, and I love good-looking horses, and I love good-looking cattle. And if I see cattle, I mean, I'm just over staring. All of a sudden, the spirit of driving in Braille comes upon me. You ever heard? And my wife goes, watch that road. If that had been me, 
me. You'd have been grappling over here. You're going to kill us all. What are you doing? Pay attention, Ray Perryman. I'm like, I knew where I was. I just, I was looking over here. Listen to me. When we begin to take our eyes off where God has called us to, we will always drift off course. It is something that happens. It's not something we have to wonder if it will happen. It's not something we need to go see our pastor or our psychiatrist or whoever you want to see for advice. Every time you take your eyes off of where God has called you and you begin to look at the problems that surround you, they will always take you to a place that you were never intended to be. See, when God called you to a certain place, He called you there because He knew that you had to trust Him to get you there. You have to follow Him. You have to watch Him. And it may be all hell breaking loose around you, but all heaven is in front of you. And you just have to take the courage to follow Him. Amen? So Romans chapter 8 and verse 18, I'll pray and we'll begin this way. Father, thank you for what you're about to do. Holy Spirit, I am so glad that when Jesus went back home, He knew we needed you and He sent you. I am so glad, Holy Spirit, that you're not just something made up. But I am so glad that when you came, you came, Father, to indwell on the inside of us. That Holy Spirit wanted to absolutely invade our mortal being and create power in that being and understanding and wisdom and knowledge. So tonight, Holy Spirit, I ask you to move in this place like maybe you never have before. Open ears that maybe have been closed before. Open eyes that have been closed before. I pray, Father, that our hearts would absolutely have the courage to trust a sovereign God to have His whole being within us. And Father, we thank you and we praise you in Jesus' name. Romans 8 and verse 18 begins this way. It says, I consider that our present sufferings are not worth comparing with the glory that will be revealed in us. It says, I consider that these present sufferings aren't worth even comparing to the glory that is to come. But see, when we're walking through a mess, it's really easy to focus on the mess instead of the glory that is to come. Would you all agree with me as we have already? I want you to know in this place... but. Before we get to there, we've got to truly believe that there is glory coming ahead of us. We've got to truly believe that God has called us to truly something glorious. And instead of getting so focused on that mess, we can go, you know what? I refuse. I refuse. I refuse to waste one more day whining and complaining about how my life doesn't look like it's supposed to look at this moment. Honey, I want you to know if you're following Him, if you're life doesn't look like it's supposed to look like at this moment, stay the course. It's just like the weather in Lubbock, Texas. Hang on. It'll change in a minute. If you will stay the course, I guarantee you, you will get to where He has called you. And when you get there, oh, I've been on a diet. And I've lost about 10 pounds. Now when you're this big, it's hard to see 10 pounds. But I assure you, my back sees it. Do you understand me? And it feels it. But my wife comes in and she got this thing now listen if you like it good for you I don't like it it's called an air fryer what it ought to be called is the devil do you understand me 
because she cooked something in it the other night and she said, baby, we're going to get healthy. And she said, I'm going to put these chicken strips in this air fryer and it'll be just like I fried them for you. That is a lie from the pits of hell. Do you understand me? It ain't even close. Give me a piece of cardboard or the bottom of a shoe that somebody's been sorting cattle in all day long. I'll chew on them. I don't need no more of that mess because I've had the glory of a chicken strip fried in grease where bacon used to be. Hello? Oh, you with me now. You savvy with me now, right? You're like, oh, chicken shit fried. God, I'm staying in the air fryer. What you've got to begin to understand sometimes is you're just walking through an air fryer season. But God's calling you to the bacon grease of your life. And he's fixing to make you crispy and golden all over. And we're fixing to see freedom come into our lives. Amen. I promise you, follow me, I promise you, up in the balcony, I just want y'all to know that just because my wife made me eat those nasty air fried something, has she done that to you before? The altar is open, honey, come on, repent. You and my wife, no! If we're going to die young, let us do it happy! Grease makes me happy! But I promise you, because I had to eat them air fried chicken strips, I didn't go, I'm never eating chicken strips again as long as I live. I'm swearing off of them. They're all horrible because that was just so bad. No, negative, Ghost Rider. I kept thinking to myself, oh, come on, Buffalo Wild Wings. B-W-B-W-B-W. Y'all catching my drift? Some of you in this place are probably sitting there going, you know, that is just so, just so unchurchy that he would talk about Romans 8 and 18 and equivocate it to an air fryer and chicken strips. I want you to know that it is very unscriptural when we walk through a hard time and it's not like what we thought it would be for us to give up and say, I can't make it. I can't go anymore. God's saying there's better. Don't you remember the day that you came to me and I entered your life? Do you remember the day that I set you free from sin? Do you remember the day that I delivered you? Do you remember the day that I called you? Because I'm the same God today as I was then. I have not changed. It's just a process that you're walking through in your life. Anybody hungry? One does not eat chicken strips without gravy either. Yes. Verse 19 reads this way. The creation. It waits in eager expectation. For the sons of God... To be revealed. Now hang on. The creation. When I first read that years ago, I was like, maybe it's supposed to say the creator waits. No, DA. Even this earth knows what you and I were intended for. 
Even the rocks that we drive by know that we are called sons of God. And we have more in us than we're letting out of us. I'm here to tell you today, I don't care if you've walked through hell and back. I want you to know that even the creation is waiting for you to understand who you are. Because you can never reveal who you are until you know it yourself. Do you know how many people God is up there waiting for them to take their rightful place for where He has intended them to be? But all He hears is, my life doesn't look like I thought it would be. And God says, I know. But if you'll ever understand who you are, you'll step into where you're supposed to be. And you'll begin to be revealed who you are. Because this world needs who God has called you to be, not who you thought you would be. Hello? Even creation waits in eager expectation. Let me ask you a question. How many of y'all remember when your first kid was born? Raise your hand. Raise them up high. Anybody? Man, I remember. Look, I ain't no woman. If I was a woman, there'd be one kind of baby that's adopted. I've seen the process. I'm out. These women going, oh, I'd be pregnant 20 times if I could. You have lost your mind. Negative. But being a daddy was the greatest thing that had ever happened to me in my life. I'll never forget we got the sonogram. And there was little Kristen. And she was sitting there. And I'll never forget. I was looking at that sonogram and I was like, all of a sudden I began to think, I can't wait to meet this kid. See, maybe I'm one of them weirdos. Maybe I'm one of them rednecks. But I could tell that her cheeks were big. And I just wanted to bite them just a little bit. You know what I mean? You ever just seen them cheeks so big on your babies? You just kind of want to kiss them and bite them just a little bit. Just love on them. I couldn't help it. I was so excited. And we went there that day. And it was time for Kristen to be born. And I just, man, I was just, I, I wanted the whole world to know what Kristen was. I couldn't wait to hold her. I wanted to love her. Because I didn't know exactly what she was going to look like. I didn't know what she was going to do but I knew what her genetics were and I knew that she was a part of me and I knew that there was something greatness that that kid was supposed to do in this life and eager expectation did not even cover it I didn't sleep the night before I was up all night because tomorrow was the day when my daughter was going to be revealed to this world don't you know that heaven is waiting for you to be revealed. Don't you know that heaven is waiting for you to understand who you are? Don't you know that heaven is waiting? If this world, if rocks and if rivers and if mountains and if ground is waiting for you to be revealed, don't you know that heaven is up there going, I can't wait till he opens his eyes. Joey, when you come to know Jesus all those years ago, don't you know heaven rejoiced when you finally begin to see who you were and you let the Son of God be revealed through you. 
Dennis, you're as good a man as I've ever met in my life. But this world does not need Dennis Aaron. This world needs what Jesus, the reason you've impacted as many as you have, it's because you've let God be revealed through you. You're a son of God. You've let his nature, you've let his DNA, those things have been revealed. Can you imagine what would happen in this world if we allowed that to happen? Maybe our mouth would change and we would begin to speak life over people instead of death. Hello? Maybe we would begin to forgive instead of hold a grudge. Maybe we would begin to love instead of covet. Maybe we would begin to understand instead of argue. Maybe we would just be there and be an ear when someone needed to talk because have you ever been to a place and God just simply listened to you because you needed to open up and pour out some stuff on the outside it wasn't so much about what God said in return but his nature knew that you just needed someone that you could trust to talk to don't you think this world needs someone like that don't you think this world needs you to be revealed for who you are it's not just for your behalf it's not just so that you can be blessed but there's people all around you today that they need who God intended you to be to rise to the surface this church needs you to be intended and grow up and be who God has intended you to be. The seats that are open in this place tonight would not be open very long if we walked out of here and were just simply who God had intended us to be. If we began to reveal who we are and said, have you ever seen on Facebook the gender reveal parties? Wouldn't it be something if the body of Christ had a body of Christ reveal party and we began to be who we said we were on Monday just like we were on Sunday? The creation waits in eager expectation for the sons of God to be revealed. What is God wanting to do in you and through you? What is God wanting for you to allow to come to pass? What are you absolutely missing by focusing on the mess that's around you right now? Do you know how many people that I talk to and God wants to do something amazing in their life, but every time I talk to them about where God wants to take them, they want to tell me where they were five years ago or ten years ago and what happened to them back then. I promise you, having God reveal who you are is more important to you griping and complaining about where you were. But if the sons of God are going to be revealed and the daughters of God are going to be revealed in this place, we're going to have to have the courage to stay focused on the Son. By head, close your eyes, I'm done. Born again, if you would be praying in this place tonight. I did not keep you long. I came and told you what I was supposed to. Now I'm going to offer you something in this place tonight. What do you need 
to let God reveal through you? What areas in your life, and you know, listen, I, I don't need a preacher to tell me there's areas in my life I know I need to let go and I need to let God be revealed because I know in those areas I'm not being who God has called me to be. End of story. Stop. Period. It's done. I'm not happy about it. I want to be revealed for what He has intended me for. I want to be used for what I was born for. Now some of you in this place, you're still living in five and ten years ago. Oh, listen to me. I don't know who this is for, but it's very specific. One or two of you in this place are still living in a relationship you were in and it wounded you. And instead of letting the son or daughter of God to be revealed, you're letting the wound little, wounded little child that was hurt five or ten years ago, and that's being revealed in everything you do and everything you say and in every place that you go. Don't you think it's time to stop living back then? And begin to live in the now. Begin to live in the promise. Begin to live in the destiny of God. And you say, Ray, I know I got some areas where I'm struggling. And I know I'm not letting God be revealed in my life. And Ray, I know that God wants me to give those things to Him when I count to three. I'm going to ask you to do something brave. I'm going to ask you to do something bold. I want you to raise your hands high in the air. Promise I won't embarrass you, but if it's you, when I get to three, you get your hand up high. One, two, three. Raise them up. Yep, yep, yep. Keep them up. Raise them up. Raise them up. Ray, keep them up. Yes. Put your hands down. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Last thing is this. Most importantly, born again, are you praying? Most importantly, because nothing else matters if we don't have this one thing settled. If you came into this place tonight and you're very uncertain whether Jesus Christ lives on the inside of you, whether your sins have been forgiven, if you're in this place tonight and you say, Ray, I just honestly don't know if I'm truly saved. You notice I didn't ask you if you thought you were going to hell. Because who would want to go to hell? The greatest hell of all is never knowing the goodness of God. I promise you. I live my life both ways. I'll take the goodness of God every time. I'll take the grace of God every time. And there's not one bit of it I've ever deserved. But I'll take it every time. And if you're in this place tonight and you say, Ray, that's me. Dude, I don't know if I've ever truly accepted Christ. Matter, mm, listen to me. One of you, when I said that, born again, you praying? You praying? When I said that, one of you thought to yourself, yeah, but the reason I have it is because I don't want to be a hypocrite, because I don't want to fail God. And 
Ray, I just don't know if I'm ready. I got news for you. If I waited until I never failed God, I would still be where I was all that time. Here's a news flash. You're going to fail God unless you're absolutely perfect. I don't ever want to fail God, but I do. Doesn't make you a hypocrite when you fail. Makes you somebody who had the courage to say yes to Jesus. You're the reason He came. You're the reason He came. So if that's you, when I count to three, I just want you to raise your hand high in there. Man, just be praying because, man, Holy Spirit, bump me. God's really dealing with someone. When I count to three, if that's you, get your hand up high. One, two, three. Just raise it up. Anywhere. Yes, in the back there. Yes, anywhere else. Yes. Is there anybody else? I'm going to give you one last chance. Going once. Yes. Going twice. Anywhere else. Yes, over to my right. I see. Yes. Go on, put your hands down. Now look up at me. I'd like to ask all of you to stand to your feet. If you can, physically. If you can't, that's fine. There were hands that went up all over this place and said, Ray, I want to be revealed for what God's called me to. I want to quit living back yonder and I want to move into the destiny that God has me. So here's what we're going to do. I'm going to pray for you. I promise you it's as simple as this. If you say yes to Him and no to that other stuff, because it's going to come back to you. You're going to have this thought. It's going to say, oh, but I remember. No! Stop! The Word says that all that stuff has passed away. And behold, that everything has been made brand new. That's when we begin to walk in who God has made us. So I'm going to pray for you. As I pray for you, if you honestly meant it, and I saw hands go up, and I would imagine as I saw your hand go up, I saw some of you, and you're so desperate. Desperate people are the kind of people that can change things. Because they'll leave it all on the line. They don't care anymore about what people think about them. They just won't change. This is your night for change. Will you agree with me? Can we pray in this place tonight? Let's do that now. Father, in Jesus' name. All across this place. Father, there are people who are crying out saying, God, change me. God, set me free. God, deliver me. God, make me who you say I can be. Father, in this place tonight, I pray for Holy Spirit to move and empower. That for once in a lifetime, when they went home tonight, they would see in the mirror a reflection of what God has created. Not the mess that they made years ago. I pray tonight for destiny and deliverance. I pray that it would definitely conquer misery and defeat. No more. No more. Freedom. 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 Freedom in this house. Let it be their birthday. Let the sons and the daughters of God be revealed in this place tonight. Let them be born in this house. Let them live in this house. Oh, Father, we thank you. We praise you in Jesus' name. In 
Jesus name amen now as you're still standing I want you to stay praying I'm going to do something maybe that I don't always do but I really feel that this is Holy Spirit so we're going to do it there were one or two of you who said Ray I'm not certain if I truly have accepted Christ now listen to me I want you to be very clear I'm going to offer you something in a moment. You do not have to do it, but I felt Holy Spirit bump me that I'm supposed to look you square in the eyes because one of the reasons you haven't is you're not very happy with yourself. I want you to know He's been happy with you since before you were ever formed in your mother's womb. He had a plan for you. So those that raised their hand and said, Ray, I'm not certain if I've accepted Christ, I'm going to give you a moment. There were one or two of you. And I'm going to ask you to leave where you're at. And I want you to come stand right here in front of me. Again, I'm not going to point you out. Don't get boogered. But if that's you and you will, will you come? I want to look you in the eyes. Because I know Holy Spirit bumped me about that. I'll give you one chance. I'm going to give you a moment. I'll pray with you where you're at in just a second. But I'm going to give you a chance. Because I believe you're supposed to come. So I can look in now. Will you come? Will you come? I'm going to give you a second. There's one. There's one more. Will you come? Why stay where you're at? Will you come? One last chance. Man, don't leave here saying, I wish I would have. Thank you. Anywhere else? One last chance. One last chance. Sir, I don't know your story. Maybe I'm an oddity. Your story is unimportant to me. I don't care where you've been because I know who created you. Not one time did he ever create something that was useless and had no hope, had no future. God created you on purpose because he wants to use you. This is your night where you will allow him in. I promise you everything will change. I did not say everything would become instantly easy. But everything will change because the power of the Holy Spirit has moved in you and empowered you. You as well? See, here's what I'm going to do. Me and Dennis have been friends a long time and we don't coerce and we don't tarry. But Dennis, there is one more that God's wanting to deal with. And I'm, as I'm talking to them, you feel free to come because what you're doing right now, you're going, oh, I wish I could, but I'm embarrassed. Don't be embarrassed. This is tonight where everything starts anew. The same thing I said to him goes for you. But young lady, you must first believe that you have worth and you have value because there's nothing that I would ever give my son for. Not even not in this whole world. I wouldn't let my son die on the cross for. If it's the whole world or my son, the whole world can die. I could not bear to watch him hang on a cross and suffocate. But he crawled on that cross because of you. How could you ever tell him you're not worthy and you're not good enough? Because you did something a long time ago? Because you failed God? No ma'am. I promise you, guess what? Welcome to the club. I was one of them, but I dared to believe that His gift was much bigger than my failure. Anyone else? I'm going to give you one last chance. You say, Ray, it's odd of you to tarry. It's because Holy Spirit's in this place. You sense Him in this place, DA? One last chance. I'll give you a minute. Anywhere. Oh, don't leave this place saying, I wish I would have. Uh-huh. 
again are y'all praying in this place we're not here to stare we're here to look may I speak to you baby God gave you two ears and those two ears they hear everything that everyone else says but the one thing that carries more weight to those ears than anything else is what comes out of your own mouth And sweetie, I don't know where you've been, but I am overwhelmed. And I was overwhelmed when you were sitting in that seat. And you tell me if I'm wrong. And if I'm wrong, I'll tell you I'm sorry in front of all these people. But you have literally put yourself down and beat yourself up for years and years and years and years. But it is time for you to take your place and know that you are beautiful in His eyes. And you are worthy of His forgiveness. You're worthy of far more than what you've ever seen. And there's more. There's more. I promise you. If you will let Him your fixing to see something that will change everything. There's an earthquake happening in the spiritual realm. God is doing something brand new in you tonight. But when you open your mouth, I'm begging you. You quit telling yourself how unworthy you are. I'm right, ain't I? I knew it. And there's a generation that's waiting for you to lead them, man. They don't need your knowledge. But they need the Son of God being revealed to you. Because there's young women that have no idea what it is to be a woman of God. God will do things. You'll have people follow you. God will give you a platform that you have never seen before. You didn't ask for it, but when you were born, the platform was already there. He was asking you to step on that platform. That's prophetic and that's for you. Grab a hold of that. Now I want to pray. With all of you in this place, listen to me. I call this the sinner's prayer. Those of you that know me, you've heard this a thousand times. Oh, Holy Spirit, y'all feel His presence in this place? It's hard for me to stay in English. You Baptists figure that out later. Glory. Listen to me. You've heard me say this prayer thousands of times probably over the years. Zero magic in the words, but it's about meaning it. And I've looked in the eyes of four people on this place tonight. And I reached and I wanted to look in your eyes because there was something different about tonight. It, absolutely, you didn't come here for a show. You came here because this is the day that a son or a daughter is going to be revealed. It's your birthday. So I want us to pray this prayer. I want those of you still sitting there, whether you've been saved a hundred years, whether you've taught Sunday school, ever since you were knee out of a grasshopper, I want you to pray this prayer with us. Those of you praying it tonight, just mean it. The Bible says if you call upon the name of the Lord, you shall be saved. Before I pray, I've got to speak one more thing over you, and I don't understand what this means. There will be a pruning in your life, and there's some people that have not been sent into your life 
for your good, but they have been sent there in your life to destroy you and to keep putting you down. They're very happy if you stay where you're at. But the place that God's carrying you, He's going to bring some new people into your life. It's not that the others aren't good people, but they've been sent there to keep you where you're at and God wants more for you. Now, I don't know who that will be, but you will understand that later at some point. Now, Father, let's pray. Pray in this house with me. Repeat after me. Say, Dear Jesus, I confess I'm a sinner. I ask you, Lord, to please wash me and cleanse me with your blood that you shed on the cross of Calvary. Today, Lord, I believe in my heart. I confess with my mouth that Jesus Christ is my Lord and my Savior. Amen. Now put your hands together all across this place. Glory! Now, yes, listen to me before I let you go back. Hear me because this is important. Sometimes I get too quick and I miss this point, but it's vitally important. Because I'm a daddy, I would never, ever, ever... Remember the girl I said that was born? My firstborn, Kristen, when she was growing up, as much as I loved her, she was always my daughter. But if she defied me, I could not bless her. I expected obedience because that's what a father deserves. The first thing that God asks of you is an act of obedience, and that's water baptism. Now listen, if you're in this place and think you have to be baptized to go to heaven, save your oxygen making that argument to me because that is not true. If that's the case, the thief hanging beside Jesus is absolutely in hell today because they didn't drag him off, baptize him, and re-nail him back up. I promise you. But if you want to live an overcoming, victorious Christian life, it's an impossibility to do that without being baptized. Some of you in this place may be sprinklers. I won't argue with you. If you want to be sprinkled, have at it. It's the act of obedience. I'm a dunker. I like to do you like I do my donuts. All the way down and all the way up. They will baptize here at this church. But if you go to another place, don't go to a religious place. Are you listening to me? We don't need any more religion in this world. You go to a place that teaches the Word of God and challenges you, and then you get baptized there. I don't care where you get baptized, but do it. It's worth it. We love you guys. Pastor Dennis, thank you.